Good evening. I hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Bavakama Dav Kavches and Dav Kavtes Mid Aleph. And we'll be stopping about eight or nine lines from the bottom of the page on Kavtes Mid Aleph. And on Shabbos we'll learn the rest. We're in the middle of a Machloke Samoraim about whether or not a person is allowed to be Ovid Inish Dina whether or not a person is allowed to take the law into their own hands, as we would say here in American parlance. And what we said is that if I'm going to lose something, then I am allowed to physically interrupt what you're doing. And the example of the Gemara is if somebody hits you with a, with a shovel handle or with the shovel head, those things are seemingly allowed if there is a degree of, of hefsed. However, when it comes to a scenario where there is no hefsed, with you doing something annoying, but not a financial hefsit, that's a machloke samurai. Rav Yehuda, this is 12 lines or so from the bottom of the page on Chavzayin and Mubez. That's not where we're starting from. We'll get to where we're starting from in a moment. Rav Yehuda was of the opinion that lo avid inishtina lenafsheh. Rav Yehuda held that you're not allowed to take the law into your own hands when there's no hefsit, when you're not losing out on any money. Rav Nachman Omar, Rav Nachman said, you are able to take matters into your own hands, even when there's no financial loss. That brings us to our starting point on about five or six lines down. The Mishnah, the Brisa that's quoted over here says as follows, Toshma, we have a case of shor sha'ala al gabechavero. One shore attacks and jumps on another shore. Lahorgo. And this shore is uh, the shore that's jumping and attacking from above is the shore that's trying to kill the one underneath. So says the Gemara, Uba bal the owner of the shore that's underneath on the bottom, the shamat es shalo, he pulled out his sheep, his cow from underneath the battle, the nafal el And in the process of protecting his own shore, he ended up killing the attacking shore. So he's putter. So says the Gemara, my love, isn't it the case, Bimuad, the lake of Seda? Aren't we talking about a case scenario where the attacking animal is a Muad and therefore there's no Pseda? Why is there no Hefsid if the animal's Muad? Because if the animal's Muad and he kills my animal, what do I get as payment? Nezek Shalim. Even Stephen, he might kill my animal, but I'm going to get the cash equivalent because the owner of the attacking shore is obligated to pay Nezek Shalim. So there, what do we see? We see that there's no hefsed, and we see that the person is putter, which implies that a person is allowed to act uh, to, to act on his own accord. He's allowed to take the law into his own hands. Says the Gemara, no. Lo, really, we're talking about a case betam de ikapseda. Really, the animal that's attacking from above, that's jumping on animal number one, that's jumping on animal number two, is actually a tom. And what happens when a tom kills? What's the payment? Chatsi nezek. And because the payment is chatsi nezek, so then in that case, there is a hefsid. And that's why, according to this argument, that's why I was allowed to intervene and pull out my animal from under yours, even at the risk of killing yours. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, if you really want to say that this brisa is discussing where the attacking shore is a tom, that's a problem because a masefa, what does it say in the end of the brisa? If we, if instead of the bal hatachton um, pulling out his animal from the bottom, let's say he pushes the other animal, which is not his, off the top, there we said chayev. 
But says the Gemara, tam, if the attacking animal is a tam, why would we say he's chayev? After all, that's a hefsed. And we should say that for a hefsed, you're allowed to take the law into your own hands. So says the Gemara, the reason why he's going to be chayev when he, when he pushes off his friend's animal from attacking his is because he shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't push off the other animal. You should pull out your animal. You should take the animal that's being attacked, your animal, and pull him out. And therefore, that's why you were chayev in that case. The Maisa, no raya, one way or the other, in regards to the machlokas of of taking the law into your own hand. So 10, 12 lines down, let's move on to the next argument to try and show us one way or the other. Toshma. Let's say I go into your yard and I fill up every square inch of your backyard with barrels of wine and pitchers of oil. I should say pitchers of wine and pitchers of oil. I did that in your yard. You can literally kick them out of the way and break them, no problem. Amar, what does that show us? Uh, it's no hefset. You're not you're not losing anything. It's just annoying. So we see that I, the Baal Chatzar, am allowed to literally kick your barrels out of the way. No halachic issue whatsoever. Probably not. Probably not. Good question. I have no idea. Just guessing. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, no. Mishaber v'yotzei lebezdin. You're allowed to break them, but only to get out of your yard to go to Bezdin, not because of Avidin Yishtina I can move them, and if they break, they break, just so I can get out of my yard to go to the Bezdin and say, this guy's being ridiculous. He just he just emptied an 18-wheeler's worth of oil in my backyard. So you're allowed to leave in order to go to Bezdin. And Mishbar v'nichnas, you're also allowed to break them going back into your property, to go get paper to prove yourself. But it's not Stam Avidin Yishtina you're just allowed to move and break things only if it's to the benefit of bringing this case to Bezdin. So therefore, no raya from there. Let's try another argument to see if we can find a tzad that supports either shita of Rabbi Yehuda that lo or of Nachman that Tashma, a quarter of the way down. Let's say that there's a slave who decided that he wanted to be va'avadole olam and he got his ear pierced against the wall. We learned about this in a previous Masechta, his right ear, only men. We discussed what the, what the halachos were then. So he decides that if he's near Tashikalu Lo Yamav, we know that they don't go out after six years, they don't go out in the Shemitah, but they do go out in a Yovel. And let's say, let's say, at the end of the, of the by the time they hit Shemitah cycle, he's ready to kick out his Ebed, goodbye, get out. The Ebed doesn't want to leave, he likes his digs. But the rabbo misarhebo, let's say it's the rab, the master is pushing the evidence saying, your time is up, get out of my house. I'm renting out the room for Airbnb, please leave. It says the Gemara, and while he was doing this, how do we know that if the rab is pushing out his evid after his servitude of nirza, how do we know that if I hurt him, if I'm the Baal, if I hurt my evid and, and he uh, gets a chabura, how do I know that I'm putter? Says the Gemara, What's implied from the question? It's implied from the question that um, even with no hefsid. Why? Because what's the Eved losing? He already lost him. He halachically lost the guy. He's done. He's just kicking him out of his house to get the space back. 
So that's not a hefsid. Yet we see avidi nishtinu lenafshe because he's putter. If lo avidi nishtinu lenafshe, then the chabura that he made on this ebed, he should be liable for. Talmud Lomar says the Gemara lo tikhu kofer lashuv lo tikhu kofer lashav that you you don't have to make a payment of kofer. This is based on the pasuk. The drasha has nothing to do with the pasuk itself, but the drasha indicates that in our case of a master who's kicking out his eved, who's finished his servitude, that he's going to be pater lo tikhu kofer lashav that you do not have to pay kofer when you're kicking out an animal to go uh, uh, an eved, excuse me, to go return home. So what do we see over here? Now we see that you don't have to pay anything. Same as before. What do we see? That I'm allowed to kick you out even though there's no hefzid. The Gemara says one third of the way down. No, there is a hefzid here. And everyone, both Rav Nachman and Rav Yehuda, would agree that because we allow for the intervention of, of even physical violence of when there's a hefzid. Says the Gemara, what was the hefzid? Answer number one, the thief is now uh, my Ebed. The Ebed is now my thief. Every day he's there, he skims money out of my junk drawer. He's a thief. So that makes him a Hefzid to me, which means I'm allowed to beat him up. Mutter, says the Gemara, that doesn't work. The guy's been living by you for 49 years. He's an 80-year-old man. All of a sudden, he starts skimming off the top. Something doesn't sound right. So says the Gemara, well, up until now, he had the fear of his master on him because that really was his master. Now he's two feet out the door. He doesn't mind skimming off the top. So the Gemara says this is actually still a case of Hefseh. That's answer number one. Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak Amar, and this answer opens a whole can of worms. This, he says as follows, Amar be'ebet shemasar lo rabo we're dealing with an Ebed who the master had given the Ebed a Shifcha Kenanis. And Ad Ha'idna Hetera. Up until now, up until the time that the Ebed gets freed, the Ebed's allowed to sleep with the Shifcha. However, Vehashta, now that he's reached the Shemitah year, and even though he was in permanent servitude, as it were, with the peers, now he has to go free. That also means he can't sleep with his Shifcha anymore. So what do we see from here? We consider this a hefsid, which means he's allowed to be violent and stop the Eved from living in his house to make sure he doesn't do the Avera of sleeping with the Shifcha, which means that someone in your home not performing a mitzvah is considered a hefsid. And it's implied from our Gemara that you're allowed to physically harm a person. It's not a good idea. It's not the right approach. Um, it's called child abuse, but that uh, we're speaking in legalities right now. Nobody tried this at home, but it might actually be legal that because it's a danger for that person to not keep mitzvos, you can even force their hand. Again, pedagogically, no, don't try this. It's not the way things actually work, but it might be halachically mutter under the circumstances. Either way, we're still back at square one, which is that we haven't found a raya one way or the other to support the shita of avidin ishtina lenafsheh or lo avidin ishtina lenafsheh. Let's try again. Halfway down on Kavtas Samadalev. Toshma. Hamaniach es hakad virshus haravim. Somebody places a pitcher in a public domain. Uba acher, another man shows up. The nis kalba v'shabra. And he trips over it. Let's say you leave something in the public space and I trip over it and I break it. The halacha is pater. The Gemara makes a deal. Taima, the reason why I'm putter when, when I trip over it is the niskalba, because I tripped. However, 
Hashavra, but if I would have broken it on purpose, like if I would have kicked it like a football, you're annoying. You left a jug in the middle of the Rishus Harabim. I take a nice long windup, like a, a punt returner's windup, and I uh, and I just shatter it to smithereens. Says the Gemara, in that case, you'd be Chayim. So what does that show you? That you're not allowed to be Abedin Ishtina Because if you were allowed to take matters into your own hands and your Kli is in Rishus Harabim, get out of here. You're not allowed to behave that way. And I hereby break it. So the Gemara shows over here that it must be that ain't avid inishtina lenafsheh or lo avid inishtina lenafsheh. Says the Gemara, not necessarily true. Amar of Zvid Mishmei who afilu shavra. Really in that case, where you leave a kli in Rishus Harabin, I am allowed to go over and kick it like a football and break it into pieces. No problem. I behind the katoni niskal. If that's true, then why did you say it was a case where he tripped over it? You should have said what you wanted to say, which is shavra. Says the Gemara. That's because I need to buy the seifa. We needed the word niskal for the case of seifa. What was the case of the seifa? In huzag bal chavis chayv That if I get hurt while breaking your item, the only way you'd be chayv benizko is if it was the dafka niskal. If I kick your uh, if I kick your pottery, which might be mutter, and I get injured, if I kick it intentionally, that's not that's not on you. The injury is on me. I might be allowed to break it because of But if I hurt myself while I'm breaking it, no dice, that only applies beniskal. Aval shavar lo, because the who azik nafsheh, you hurt yourself. Therefore, Tani Niskal. But again, no cash about because the only reason we said Niskal in the Resha was because we needed it for the Seifa. And therefore, your Diuk is incorrect. Let's try yet again. Two thirds of the way down, still trying to find Mari Mikomos to support one way or the other the did of or not. Tashma, the Katsasa is Kapa. That if a woman, in fact, is Machzik Bimavushav. If, a, if two men are fighting, one is her husband, and she attacks the man attacking her husband by grabbing Bimavushav, his private parts, the din is v'katsasa kapa. Her hand gets cut off, but not literally. Drasha momod. Let's be clear. There's a lot going on in the news right now about things that happen in other countries. That's not the din here. We do have a din of skila. But a Bezdin Achzar by us was once in 70 years. It was extremely rare. And we were Yor the Sovdaito Shal Adam that because they had Asra, because they had Adim, etc., 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 that therefore were Shaykh the capital punishment. We have a very organized and rigid system. We need a Bezdin, uh, a large Bezdin to determine these things. Nisht Pasha. Here we're not even talking about cutting off the hand. We're, what's the drush of the Katsosas Kapa? Mamo. We cut off her hand, meaning she has to pay money. Says the Gemara, my love, isn't the case where she did this act to stop the fighting? Yet still we see she's getting punished, which shows us even because her husband's getting hurt. Even she's not allowed to be. Why can't she be involved in the fight? Her husband's getting pummeled. If she does this act, it will stop the fight. So says the Gemara, aren't we talking about a case where this is her only approach and therefore we see that even behefsid mamon, even behefsid mamon, we would say that shita doesn't even exist. Gemara says, really she had another option. She could have kicked him in the leg. She chose to be machzik b'mavushav. 
it's effective, but there was another avenue. So therefore, she has to pay the mamanus over here. Asks the Gemara, wait one second. Aval, there's a diuk to be made here. Would, in fact, we say that she's ptura if there were no other options other than being machzik b'mavushav, says the Gemara, Ihachi, had that been true, then we don't understand the seifa. Uh, the tani seifa, the Pasuk says, that she sends her hand, meaning she's not allowed. If that's true, why does the Brisa change topics to speak about we should have made a distinction only discussing her. Why are you bringing in a new sugya? All we need is the one sugya of the Isha, isha being machzik b'mavushav, and you could make the following distinction. Amurim, 15 lines from the bottom, When do we say that she's going to be chayeves when she had another option? Why did you bring up the case of the shliach bezdin? We don't need that case. I could learn all of the same halachos just from the isha. Don't teach me the case of bezdin. Says the Gemara, that is what I was doing. I'm teaching you both in and together. How so? And granted, we were missing some words in our brisa, so it doesn't. Uh, it, was, it wasn't rich enough. We were missing something. What's the right way to read our brisa? That's when she could have kicked him, and instead she was machzik Let's say this was the only method with which she could save her husband's life from the attacker. So then, that's why the Brisa spoke about Shleach Bezdin, to show she's no different than a Shleach Bezdin who's Pater. That's what the Gemara says. Anyways, still, again, this was our uh, our, our sixth uh, test. We have no Mara Makomos yet to support one Shita or the other in regards to Avid and Yishtin Lenafsheh. Let's continue with the last one. Toshma. Let's say I have a field and there is a strip of cement that cuts the middle of my field. The whole community uses my field as a shortcut. I decide enough of this. I want that to be mud, better for my machines and more efficient, whatever the case may be. And what I do is, let's say that my Gemara is the field. Instead of uh, the field, the Rishus Harabim strip that's over here, I move it. I cover this with dirt. I plant some corn. And I move your field, your, your walking path to the side. That's the case in the Brisa. So says the Gemara, what's the din? The strip that you gave me to the right of your property, let's call it... Uh, to the east of your property, whatever the case may be, whatever direction it is, that space is now public and you can't go back. And you can't, you, you can't even keep your own field. You, you're done. Even with the one in the, in the middle, you can't use that either. So says the Gemara. If you want to say that we are allowed to be to take matters into our own hands, then Linkot Pazra Velesev, go get a stick, go sit by that place where you want no one to walk and smack everyone that walks on your field until they uh till they sit in line, till they listen. Why not? What do we see from here? It must be that Lo says the Gemara, Amar No, this case is different. Why is this case different? That perhaps your new path. We're concerned that when you move it, that it might be a windy path. 
It's the difference between walking on a straight sidewalk and walking the McCormick path, which is much, much longer. Better exercise, but when you're trying to get to Skokie quickly, walk straight. Don't walk on the path. You'll save a lot of time. The Gemara says we had Xera. We didn't want him to pick a new path off the center of his field because maybe he'd pick a roundabout path. Rav Misharshia, this is the second to last of the short lines. Rav Misharshia, Omer, no, we're not concerned about Xera. Only if, only if he actually gave a Kirby path, that's problematic because you are not allowed to be Matriach the Tzibor to walk in a roundabout way. Ravashi Amar, Kol Min What Every path, even if it's a straight path, is still out of the way for somebody. Yes, you made it easier for the people who live here, but it's further for everybody else. So therefore, no matter what, you're not allowed to do this. Says the Gemara, if this is true, Oh, why can't he get his field back? You guys take back your field on the east. I'll reopen the strip of cement in the middle of my field. And Shalom Yisrael says the Gemara, you're not allowed to do that. Mishum Yehuda, Once you give a pathway to the Tzibor, you cannot take it back. Let's imagine that there was a pathway that was open from our shul to the Chesterfield, ready to be used for the public. It's not happening anytime soon. Don't get excited. We've tried 10 times. But let's say we were successful in doing that. Once you establish it as for the Tzibur, you can't take it back anymore. The Dina. That's what Rabbi Huda says. That's why our case is not Shaykh to the world of Abid Inish. Because the reason why he couldn't take back that property was because he had said it for the Tzibur. And that's why it has nothing to do with We actually have one more case. My apologies, I missed my note here. We have one more case, and that is as follows. Toshma, first of the very long lines, Kav I set up my peah to be on the right side of my field. But all the poor people came up and took on the left side of my field. What does the Brisa say? Zev, Zev, peah. They both count as payah. Says the Gemara, why? The EF, the EF Shar, Ovid, the ain't. What's for Aleph Aleph? What? Oh, the Eamris. The Eamris, thank you. The Eamris, Ovid, Inishdina, Lenafshe, Amai, Zevazet, Payah. If I'm allowed to take matters into my own hands, I could just say, guys, you're on the wrong side of the field. Don't eat from the left side of my field. Go to the right side of my field. So why, why is that not allowed? Lincoln positive Every poor guy who touches a stalk on the left side of the field, beat him up. Take a stick and smack him. You're on the wrong side. Whack. Goodbye. Get out of here. Go to the other side. That's where the pay is. So therefore, what do we see? That maybe it's not Says the Gemara, Omarava, no. It doesn't mean that. It means my Miser. Just to say that both of them are in fact putter from Miser. Kidatanya. When a person is mafkir, their maiser, hamafkir is karma vihishkin, vihishkin babokir ubatro. That if a person is mafkir a field and in the morning they harvest, chayev beperet beuve ololos vishikho bepeya, you're chayev in all of those things, but upater mina maiser. You're putter from maiser on things that other people take from you. That ends, ends this sugya with no clarity. And lamaisa, we still have a machlokes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rav Nachman in a case where there is no hefsin. Do we say like Rabbi Yehuda that lo avidi nishtina lenafshe, 
Or do we say like Rav Nachman that Avid Inishdina Lenafshe? As mentioned yesterday, we paskin in Shulchan Aruch that Avid Inishdina Lenafshe. You are allowed to intervene. Says the mission on the bottom of Kafches Medalev. Nishbiru Akado Birushus Harabim. Let's say that your pitcher breaks, Birushus Harabim. Behuchlak Echad Bemaim, and somebody slips on the water. Oshelaka Becharse. Or that there's damage on, of the pottery. We'll see what all this means in the Gemara. The halacha is that you're chayiv. That's what the Mishnah says. Rabbi Huda Omer, no. Depends on your intent, and without intent, you're going to be putter. This is a big machlokas between Rav and Shmua. Omer Rabbi Huda Marav, last line on Kavchesim and Aleph. Lo shanu We're only talking about when your kalim become dirtied in the water, in the water, the water is disgusting. Your barrel spilled, and someone's kalim gets stained. That's when we say your chayev aval top of kafkasamid base aval hu atmo putter aval. Rashi adds in the details huzak hu atmo. If a, an adult gets injured, if a man gets injured in the water, he slips putter because what actually hurt him. The karka is what hurt him. What made him slip the water, I agree. But the water is not what damaged him. When you slip on water, what hurts is the concrete. So the Gemara says, If you spill something, a banana peel, I slip on the banana peel and I break my shoulder on the cement. You're putter. Why? Because I slipped on the banana peel, but the damage wasn't done by the banana peel. The damage was done by the impact on the ground. So therefore, karka olam hazikasa, that's what hurt. All of this is Rav. Rav says that kalim are going to be chayiv if they get dirty, but a person will not be chayiv. And kiamrisa kame de Shmuel, when this was said in front of Shmuel, there's only one person in Shas who says this. That's always going to be Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda learned under Rav and under Shmuel. So whenever we say the phrase, I just said something in the name of Rav, and Kiamrisa Kami de Shmuel, it's almost always Rabbi Huda. So Shmuel had a problem with this. Omar Li, Michti, I don't understand. In a case of Avno Visakino Umaso, if I have a rock or a knife or a package and it's in a public domain, Mi Borolamadnu, that is the same din of Bor. Meaning the case of Rav was where we looked at water like a Bor, but we are going to see soon. Uh, made a mistake. The water is, hold on one second, what does Rashi say here? Uh, let's just read inside and we'll see it directly. It says the Gemara, in the case of Shmuel, where it's Avno Sakinu Maso Mibor Lamadnu, Bechulon Anikore Bohen Shor Velo Adam Chamor Velo Kalim. He says Kalim are not part of the consequence, because when we're dealing with Bor, so by Bor, there's no punishment of Kalim unless Shitas Rabbi Huda kicks in, which we saw earlier. We'll discuss that later in the day today. So therefore, Rav and Shmuel argue about the Kalim. According to Rav, we view it as mamono, like a shore. And because the Kalim got hurt, it's no different than a shore hurting it. If it gets dirtied in the water, you're obligated to pay. According to Shmuel, we view the water as a boar. And in a boar, Kalim are not chayim. So says the Gemara, katala. This is true in regards to murder. But but when it comes to Nizakin, what does Shmuel say? That a man will be Chayev. If a man gets killed, then the Baal of the water will be Chayev. 
That is Shitas Shmuel Machlokes Rav and Shmuel. The Gemara then says, Virav, Rav, how would you argue this in regards to this being a bore? When would we say this is true? Hanimili, Hecha de Afkirinhu. That's true what Shmuel is saying in regards to Hefker. But when it's not Mufkar, then it's not a bore. In order to make your Evan, your Sakin, and your Masa, that's in Rishus HaRabim, into a bore, to change it over from the status of your Mamon into a bore, Rishus HaRabim, you have to be Mafkirin. So Rav agrees with Shmuel where there's Hefker, but he doesn't agree with Shmuel where you still own it. Says the Gemara, Masiv Rav we have a Kasha. We'll soon see that this is a big kasha. The Pasuk reads, shama shor or and we have a drasha. If a, uh, the Pasuk says, if a, a shor or chamor fall into a pit, shor below Adam, the only time you're chayiv is if a shor falls in, but if a person falls in, you're not chayiv. And chamor below kelim, if a chamor falls in, you're chayiv, but if kelim fall in, you're not. Mikan Amru, from here we learn the following principle. About 12 lines down on Kav Chesam and Beis. If a shore falls in, or if Kalim fall in, uh, then or Hamor Kalim, then you'd be chayv on the animals, like we saw in the drasha of Shor Velo Adam, Hamor Velo Kalim, but Patra la Kalim. And says the Gemara, a very weird line. What is this Pasuk similar to? It's similar to Laavno Vesakinumaso, Shinicham Rishusaram Vezeko. It's very similar that if you have an evan and sakin and a package in Rishus Harabim and there's damage that's done, it's just like the Pasuk. The Gemara picks up on a quirk and says, Adirabo, how could you say the Pasuk is like Avno Sakino Umaso? You should have learned that differently. Adirabo, ma dome leze What do you mean to say that this is like that? Ela mai dome leze. What do you mean to say that it's dome to it? It means Avno Vesakino Umaso Shenicham Bershusarabim Viziko. No, that the this is like the Pasuk. The Pasuk is not like this. Your your precedent is always going to be the Pasuk. Ah, what is this Pasuk similar to? Avno Sakino Maso. No. Avno Sakino Maso is like the Pasuk. So the Gemara just interrupts with that. And then the Brysa picks up again a third of the way down. If you drop a dish on that rock that was left in Rishusarabim, Chayev. So this is the brysa that Rav Oshaya brought. What's the problem with the brysa? The problem with the brysa, says the Gemara, is that Reisha Kashil Rav, the Seifa Kashil Shmuel. The Reisha of the brysa doesn't work for Rav because Rav holds that it is like Mamono. And the Seifa is like Shmuel. It doesn't work for Shmuel because Shmuel holds that it is bored. Says the Gemara, wait one second. If the Reisha and the Seifa seem to not work like Rav or Shmuel, that means the Reisha and the Seifa don't agree with each other. Says the Gemara, Letamech, according to you, Tikshi Lachi Gufa, the Brisa itself has a stira built into it. Reisha, Pater, Seifa Chayiv in regards to Kalim. So that's a problem. So what does the Gemara say to this? Ela Rav metaris to Taime, U Shmuel metaris to Taime. Rav can answer up the stira and the brisa, and so can Shmuel. And let's go through each of their answers. Rav metaritz letaimei bamed varamamurim kishahiv kiran, like we already saw. Rav says that once you're mafkir something, it becomes a bore. 
If you're not mafkir something, then it's still mamono. If you're not mafkir it, then it's not considered a board with It's considered your own mamon, and then you're going to be chayiv. And therefore, if somebody drops their utensils on my rock that's in Rishus Arabim, I'm chayiv because it's still mamono. If I'm not mafkir that item, then it still belongs to me, and I'm chayev. Ushmuel Matar, it's the time a little bit more than halfway down. What will Shmuel say about the Sira and the Brisa? Hashta de Amris, Avno Sakin Masob, Kiboro Dami. Once you say that an Evan Sakin and a Maso, the package that's in Rishus Arabim, is like a boar, then don't worry about the fact that the Brisa says that you're chayev and Kalim in that case. Why not? Because the Rabbi Huda. We know the sheet of Rabbi Huda. We've learned it twice in this Masechta already, as you can see on the side. And uh, that is the Mechaev al Nizke Kalim Babor. He holds that when it comes to Bor, your Chaev if Kalim fall into the Bor. And the Fichach, therefore, because it's a Bor, according to Rabbi Huda, meaning the safe of the Brisa is like Rabbi Huda. Shalom al Yisrael, both Rav and Shmuel, are able to explain away the Brisa. Yeah, both according to Rav and Shmuel, they're different reasons. Rav says it's only true if I still own it and I wasn't mafkirit. Shmuel says no matter what, because Rabbi Huda holds that any time that a kli is broken by a board. I mean, you could, but if you do it on purpose, then you're a mazik. So then I wouldn't be obligated. Oh, okay. that, that, then you're just a mazik. That's a general rule in Choshen Mishpat. If you damage something intentionally, so let's say uh, I go over to my own car and I break the window to my own car so that I can collect insurance money. No. If the insurance company knew I did that. They wouldn't give me a dime. It's theft. Same thing. So if you break something intentionally on my rock to try to be mechaiv me, maybe Bezdin won't know, but you're a thief. That's not, you're not allowed to do that. The Gemara now uh, digs into one piece of the Brisa. Amar Rebbe Lazar, two-thirds of the way down. Lo shanu, we had said, lo shanu el be'evin v'nashuf be'evin. When did we say in the Brisa that your chayev, if your cleave falls and breaks on my rock, listen to this, that's if you trip on the rock and the utensil falls on the rock. Aval niska bekarka v'nashuf be'evin pater. But if you trip on the ground, and only your kli breaks on the rock, your putter kiman, who is this like? This is the low ki Reb Nasan. This is not like the Shita of Reb Nasan. Because Reb Nasan elsewhere held that you would be accountable in that in a case just like that. Ika de Amre, some say that the din is different and that in fact we do hold like Rav Rabbi Nasan as follows. Amar Reb Lazar, lo teima, don't say beniskal be'evin v'nishof be'evin hudimichayev. Don't say that the only time you're chayev is when you trip on the rock and when your utensil falls on the rock. Aval, niskal But if you kick your toe on the ground and fall and then your utensil falls on the rock, you'd be putter. That's not true. Ella, afilu niskal Even if you kick the ground before the evan and then you drop your utensil on the evan, you're still going to be chayev keman kireb nosah. That brings us to the two dots. I hope we're able to finish before Mariv. Let's jump into the next sugya. We had said in our Mishnah, if you'll look at the Mishnah on the bottom of Kav Chesam Aleph, the Mishnah there spoke about a double case. We said, Nishbir Akado Birshus Harabim, Behuchlak Echad Bemaim, Oshelaka Becharseh. 
the pitcher broke in Rishus HaRabim and two things happened. You slipped on the water or uh, something happened with the cheres, with the pottery. And we had said in the, by the Tanakhama that Yerchayev, Rabbi Huda argued only B'miskaveh. So now we need to figure out what B'miskaveh actually means. And we're at the two dots, 10 lines from the bottom of Kav Chesim and Beis. Rabbi Huda Omer B'miskaveh Chayev Hechidah B'miskaveh. How do we define Kavano? Omer Rabbah He was lowering it from his shoulder. That act of lowering it from his shoulder is what we define as Kavano. And therefore, if you are doing that action and then you it slipped, then your the bow will be chayev. That implies the mechayev Rav Meir Afilu Nifshira. If Rav Yehuda holds that kavana is defined as lowering the lowering the package from your shoulder, it must be that Rav Meir holds your chayev even when it's on your shoulder, which implies that Rav Meir would say your chayev even if it just disintegrates on your shoulder and you did nothing wrong. Omar Lay says the Gemara, correct, you've learned Rav Meir the right way in. Even if the handles of the container are still in your hand. Imagine the scene. I'm holding a utensil on my head. I've got the turban on. I've got something on my head. And I'm holding the handle of the jug right here. And all of a sudden, the handle breaks off. I didn't do anything different. It just was a bad, a bad jug. It was a lemon. The halacha is according to Meir Yerchayev if that if that breaks. That's considered kavana according to Reb Meir. Says the Gemara, am I? Why would Reb Meir ever hold that? Onushu, that's an ones, the ones rachmana patre. Why would you say you're accountable for something that's completely out of your control? Where do we know that you're putter from uh, from an ones? That when it comes to a woman who was nebuch violated, that she has no culpability, no liability at all in that scenario. She didn't choose it, and she would have wished it never would have happened. Maybe we would say, Maybe we would only say by by murder, by accidental murder, that that's the case. But in our case, maybe we would have said that, we would have said that even with an ones, you're still going to be chayev. That can't be, because two lines from the bottom, we have a brisa. If I break a pitcher and don't clean the pieces up, my camel falls below he'emido, and I don't stand him up. Here we have a machlokes, Rav Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Rav Meir says that any damages caused either by case one of nishpirakado below salka or nafal gimalo below he'emido, you're chayev in that. And the Chachamim Omrim, Pater. They say your Pater, Midine Adam, the Chayev Midine Shemai. The Brisa continues, Umodim Chachamim, the Chachamim who are of the lenient opinion that your Pater Midine Adam, they agree Lechumra to Rav Meir that your Chayev in the following case. The Avno Sakinu Masau Shenichan Barosh Gago, the Naflo Baruch Metuya, the Iziko Shu Chayev. They agree that if I have a collection of knives sitting on the top of my roof, and I position them in such a way where the lightest breeze will knock them off, that's on me. That's normal behavior. That's on me. However, on the flip side, the rabbis agree, uh, the Rav Meir agrees with the Rabbanon Lekula, if someone who puts um, uh, vessels on top of a roof, just so they can dry out, Everyone agrees that you're putter in that case. So what do we see? 
that everyone agrees, even Rav Meir with a pure Ones, everyone agrees. So therefore, how can we understand Rav Meir, which we implied on the bottom of Kofesim and Beis, who would define one to be Chayib, even if the pitcher that was on your shoulder was never lowered from your shoulder? It has to be Ones Rachmona Patre. So therefore, the Gemara gives a sophisticated explanation of our Mishnah and of the Brisa we just learned. We're on Chav Tesamud Aleph, five lines down. We have another 15 lines or so to go. We will make it, Yitz Hashem, before Marav. Says the Gemara, We are talking about two moments in time. There are two different machlokos of Meir and Rabbi Huda. One is Pligi Bishas Nefila, right when something falls. And one is Upligi Laachar Nefila. One is talking about a machlokas after everything fell. We're talking about a case where there's a machlokas about someone who trips and whether or not he's a poshea. If you trip, is it your fault? Are you just a bad walker? You're just not paying attention. Do we say, Mar Savar Niskal Poshehahu, Rav Meir? Or do we say, Umar Savar Niskal La Poshehahu? And that's one machlokas, Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda. And here's the second one, a quarter of the way down on Chav Testament Aleph. Pligi Laachar Nafila Bemafkir Nezakah. Maybe there's another machlokes of Meir Rabbi Huda, a different one in regards to after something being that something that fell, where we're being mafkir that item after it fell. Mar sabar mafkir nizak of chayab. One shita, Rav Meir holds that if you're mafkir, you're nizak in your property, that which was damaged out there. If you left it there, you're chayab for anything that happens. Umar sabar pater, says the Gemara umimai. Where did you get this from? That there's two moments of machlokes. One which is pligi b'shas nefila, and one which is pligi la'achar shas nefila. Says the Gemara, third of the way down, tarte, because our Mishnah at our brisa at the bottom of the previous page has two languages. What does it say? I'm sorry, the brisa, not, not the brisa. Our Mishnah on the bottom of Kafesamud Aleph says puchlak echad b'mayim o shelaka bechar seha. There are two cases. One is when the water. Uh, was spilled and you didn't clean it up. And the other, when there were shards of pottery and someone got injured. Ah, you might have thought, you might have thought that these two things were the same thing and the Mishnah was just giving two examples. No. These are two cases. They were talking about different moments in time and therefore, Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda and our Mishnah are having one machlokas, and Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda in the next, in the Brisa, are having a different one. Says the Gemara, bitarte. If it's true that our Mishnah on the bottom of Kavchesim and Aleph is talking about two cases, one which is Pligi, um, what are the two cases? Bishas Nefila, and one is La'achar Nefila. It must also be true, Bebrisa Nami Bitarte. There also must be two cases in the Brisa. Says the Gemara, Bishlamakado, I could I could understand the Bryce at the very bottom of Kavchesamud Bays, where it says Nishbarakado Velosalka, I could understand Mishkachasla, Obishas Nafila, Ola Achar Nafila. I could have explained that case as before damage or after damage. Before damage is once the Kli is broken, but but no one has gotten hurt yet. And after damage is after someone gets gets hurt. Ella, the second case of that brisa, which can be found on the bottom of Kavchesim and Beis, Ella Gimalo, when it comes to my camel that sat down, I could be mafkir the gamal after it dies, I could leave it there, and then of course I'll understand that someone can get hurt. 
what's a case scenario where Bishas Nafila, at the time the animal was falling down, where is that scenario where there's any damages? So the Gemara says two thirds of the way down. We have this animal walking through water, through overflow water, uh, and it's walking through waters that are really not safe for it to walk through. Dinara, and that's where 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 something bad happened. Says the Gemara, hey chidami, what's the case where you're walking your camel through an overflow? The Gemara says, if there's another way that the camel could have walked, you're a fool. That's on you. And if there was no other way for him to walk, we should have been fine. The Gemara says, and with this we'll conclude, Ella, what's the case where we could understand our brisa as having both a case of Bishas Nafila and Achar Nafila, says the Gemara, Mishkachasla de Iskil, where the Balabayis tripped, and then the camel tripped on him, the Iskila Bey Gmala. And therefore, we could understand the Bryce on the bottom of Kavchesim at base, just like we could understand our Mishnah, that there's a double Machlokes happening, one in regards to Bishas Nafila when the initial damage happened. And one in regards to Achar Nefila. On Shabbos at 2.50, we'll pick up with the word Mafkir, about eight lines from the bottom on Chavtes Medalef, wishing you all a beautiful night. Mm.